Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. Back with another episode of the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Brianna St. Marie. Brianna is a 2022 World Nogi champion and she's competing in the upcoming Brasileiros in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Brianna, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. For sure. So let's talk about your World's Nogi performance 2022. Not too long ago, that was back in December. You had three matches, three submissions. You won all your matches by choke. Why don't you talk about how you felt that tournament went and what it meant to you to win your first IBJJF world title? Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, going into Nogi Worlds, I was coming off a, a pretty busy season, um, but I really wanted to finish the year strong. Um, and obviously collecting that Nogi World title uh, is always something that I, I dreamed of. Um, and obviously to do it at Black Belt. Um, I won it at, um, I think it, at Blue Belt, I came in second. And then at Purple Belt, I won. And at Brown Belt, I won. Um, but to me, the colored belts were always, um, as much as I'm like super proud of all my accomplishments at the colored belts, uh, winning it at Black Belt was always like, you know, the ultimate goal. Um, and the color belt tournaments were, you know, in essence, preparation for black belt. Yeah. Um, so I'm really happy. And the timing was great. You know, of Nogi Worlds, I love it. Cause it's like, you go do it. It's like mid December. Uh, and then, you know, especially if you've done well, then you kind of have like the holidays and you can celebrate yeah. with your, your friends and family. Um, so I was really happy to have a, a good performance leading up to that. Um, and, you know, before that, I had the fight with Maisa. That was a bit of a different rule set completely. You know, it was submission only. Uh, so I definitely had to do about a, like a kind of a reset my strategy going into the Worlds. Obviously, it's like a, a points-based tournament. I ended up getting the submissions anyways. Uh, but I do think it's a bit naive not to be prepared for for kind of a point-set tournament as opposed to a, a sub-only for sure. Definitely. And you won in completely dominant fashion. Like, like we talked about, you had three matches, three submissions, all wins via choke. You had a Dars, a guillotine, an arm triangle. And I went through, watched the matches again. Your average match length was less than five minutes. So it took you less than half the match on average to submit your opponents. Did it mean any more to you to win in such a dominant fashion? A hundred percent. I was really pleased with my performance just because I feel like I really like demonstrated, um, you know, the things that I'm good at, obviously it's fun to hit something that you're maybe not hitting often in training. And it's like, oh, so cool that I hit that in competition though. Um, but I really liked when I see like the impact of my work in training, like directly reflected in competition. And for Nogi Worlds, it kind of felt that way to me. Um, I really like to, you know, attack front headlocks. Um, so I was happy I was able to finish uh, two of my fights in that fashion. Um, you know, I like to chain it with like my half guard passing. Um, and I demonstrated just that, which I was really pleased with. Um, and then in the finals match, uh, the head and arm choke, um, something too that I, I've been working on recently. Um, so it's really cool to see that transferring uh, into the tournament. Um, and then just in, in the general sense, um, obviously I want to, I really want to establish myself as like a top female grappler uh, in the world. Um, so to win by submission uh, obviously means that much more. Um, yeah. Definitely. So let's talk about Brasileiros. So you're going to be back in yeah. high level gi competition for yeah. the first time in a while. I believe the last time you competed in a high-level gi competition was the 2020 Pans at Purple Belt. Is that correct? Yeah, that was like my my last major. My last official gi tournament was uh, the American Nationals at Brown Belt in June 2021. Um, 
but yeah, so it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a hot minute. <laughs> so what was the motivation for coming back to high level gi competition? Um, I think I, I, I mean, first of all, I always started in the gi, you know, I always loved uh, the gi. I used to train primarily in the gi, um, up until about purple belt. Um, and then I didn't necessarily like choose to do uh, focus more on no gi over gi. It just happened to be, um, kind of opportunities that snowballed, you know? Um, and then if I was preparing for a no gi event, obviously I was primarily rolling in, in no gi. Um, so then it just kind of was a snowball effect where I ended up going almost like a year and a half where I was only training Nogi. Um, and then after Nogi Worlds uh, in December, um, then I was like, okay, well, if there's a window to go back to the Gi, you know, it kind of felt like now or never. I was like, I've been out of the Gi game for a year and a half. Uh, if I'm going to do it, you know, obviously I don't want to wait until it's been like three years and then decide to go back to the Gi. Um, and I truly do love both. You know, it's something I, I've mentioned in other podcasts I've done, and I still like to say it. I think there's always like this big tension between Gi and Nogi. Um, and I think that it's fine to have a preference. I think it's fine to love both, which I, I truly honestly do. Um, and I don't think that you have to like, you know, put one down just because you prefer another one, you know, I think that they're both beautiful expressions of, of jujitsu. Um, so I really wanted to, uh, head back to the gi and I've always like, like going up, I would go to the worlds every year, um, before the pandemic. Right. And that was like, like the worlds in June and the pyramid were like the, the event of my year, right? Like I, everything was in preparation for the Gi worlds, um, in the pyramid. Uh, and I just remember like, I'd always watch, like say to watch the black belts compete. And I was just like always in my mind picturing that one day I'd be fighting like as a black belt in the pyramid. Um, so that's definitely something that I could just walk away from just because I happened to like have kind of focused on no Gi for a year and a half. Brasileros is a pretty iconic event as well. It's known as an event that has amazing energy. It's in Brazil. There's so much history there. Was that part of the motivation for you to get back to the Gi too? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I've always wanted to go to Brazil, obviously. I think everyone who does jujitsu, you know, at one point has to visit the motherland. Um, so it was definitely a, a motivator too. Um, and then I basically wanted to do like a Gi major tournament before the world's. Um, and Brasileiros really seemed like the perfect opportunity because um, since I have been out of the gi game for a little bit, uh, I feel like I don't have that sense of like where my level stands next to the other like top uh, females in like, you know, my division. Um, so I kind of want to get a sense, you know, that I don't want to go to Worlds and then figure out these like big gaping holes in my game, you know. Um, so if they are there, uh, I definitely want to, you know, sort them out uh, in time. So. Uh, Brasileiros for me is, is, uh, obviously I'm going in there hundred percent. I'm going to give my all and my goal is to win. Um, but I also want to like kind of collect some data and see what the girls in my division feel like, you know, cause I feel that I have, I don't have that sense in the gi so much since it's been a little while, you know, uh, since it's been since 2021. Uh, so that's going to be a big thing too at Brasileiros is just to get an idea. So win or lose, uh, yeah, well, I guess <laughs> the cliche, right. If I do lose, I'll learn <laughs> and hopefully <laughs> learn well enough in time for worlds. <laughs> so you're going to be at lightweight. That's always a very stacked division. One athlete at lightweight for Brasileros is Luisa Montero. She won mm. Europeans already. She won pans. I think it was for the ninth time. She's one of the best female black belt gi competitors of all time. Is Luisa someone that you've looked up to and do you look forward to a match with her? Yeah, totally. I have nothing but respect for Luisa. I think like, even if I, I just look at her run at pans, like it was so impressive. Like, you know, there's uh, a couple of like, uh, you know, up and comers in the division yep. in the sense that they're not as established as Louisa. Um, but 
she just went in that bracket, like, you know, submitted Emily Fernandez, who's been doing really well, submitted Janina, who's been doing really well, um, and then uh, took on Fiona in the finals and, and came away with the win. Uh, so I think, and considering how long she's been around, the fact that she's still able to come in and have like such a dominant performance, like really the nothing but respect, like it goes to show that she's able to, she was able clearly in the past to hang out with the old school athletes and then now hanging out with the new school as well. Um, so I think that's definitely, yeah, definitely one of the names I have my eye on, uh, in the competition. Yeah. Are there any other lightweight competitors or maybe even just girls that you'd like to face yeah. in the open class that you're looking forward to having a match with? Um, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's so many, I think, um, there's a bunch of girls that I fought Nogi, but haven't had the mm -hmm. chance to fight in the Gi yet. Um, which I'm sure like would all obviously like there's Fiona, I've never fought her in the Gi. So that'd be a really cool, uh, match in the Gi. Um, there's Tata as well, who have never fought in the Gi. Um, and then there's girls who have just never fought at all. So, uh, there's Janina who's been doing really well. I'd love to see how our styles match up. Um, and then as for open class, oh, even, uh, Liz Clay too. I fought her only no Gi. I never fought her in the Gi. Um, so all these matchups like, uh, seem really promising. Yeah. Really cool. So you alluded to it already, but why don't you talk about your goals for the worlds for the rest of the Gi season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, obviously I, I really want to do the, the Gi worlds. Um, I plan to do them. Um, and I think like, I mean, my goal is always to, uh, you know, I, I see myself, I, I believe in myself. Right. I think that, um, whether or not I will win, I think I'm, I'm able to, um, and that for me is like, that's, that's all I need. Right. So I, I'm going to go in there and, and give my best. I don't like to, I like to give respect to all my opponents. Um, but I think that, you know, I have it in me, uh, to win. So, um, hopefully, hopefully that ends up being the case, but, and if it's not, well then, uh, you know, better luck next year. Right. I think we're all on the same journey. So, uh, but I would love nothing more <laughs> than to have my hand raised, uh, in the pyramid for sure. That's been a goal since, uh, since blue belt, I guess, when I started competing at majors. Um, and there's nothing quite like the, the atmosphere in the pyramid. <laughs> I want to hear about your style a little bit and your game. You have mm -hmm. a style that I think a lot of people would describe as old school. You do a lot of half guard, close guard, really good pressure passing on top. Can you talk about some of the influences that you had early in your career or even that you have now that helped you really develop and hone that style? Yeah, for sure. Um, I like the joke that I roll like a stiff 45 year old man. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, I think I had, I had tons of influence in my game. I think like it, specifically my gi game, um, a big influence was Leonardo Sagioro um, or Cascal as, as people call him. Um, I mean, especially in, he had to unfortunately move back to Brazil, but he was in Montreal training us with us for a while. Um, and you know, his whole kind of lapel half guard game was basically what I played like from, from, you know, white to, to, to brown belt. Um, and the only reason I don't include, but I still play it now, but just now I'm rediscovering it, you know, after having taken a little bit of a break from the gi. Um, and then that, you know, that heavy pressure passing, like forcing the half, um, you know, something that he was quite excellent at. So he was definitely like a big influence, um, in playing half guard. Um, and then, uh, I trained also with, and then with Fabio Olanda and him too, he's a big fan of the half guard, especially like in terms of passing, like forcing the pa half guard, uh, and then chaining that with the front headlocks, you know, uh, definitely, uh, some inspiration from him there. Um, I think I really, and then I train actually just with a whole bunch of, uh, different people in Montreal as well. Um, I really like to think of myself as like a, a collage of like all these people that I've crossed paths with in my life. And, 
and you know they give me an idea and then uh, they do something on me that's really nice and then we kind of develop it through there and and I, I feel so blessed to roll with like so many different people with different styles um so while I do feel like I lean towards the uh the maybe more like uh old school uh fundamental jujitsu um definitely like a little bit of spice uh inspired by all my friends from a little bit from everywhere um and then close guard actually that that's a funny story <laughs> how I got into close guard was actually just because I I love this story because I, I love to spread the good word of close guard, um, but I actually broke my hand uh, at blue belt. Uh, and then, you know, I was during my, my blue belt, like obsessed, like cultish phase where I was like, well, I can't possibly stop training. So I was training with like my cast on and it smelled like awful. I couldn't like, I was telling myself I was like cleaning it with like a Lysol wipe and a fork and stuffing in, but clearly that thing was like really just like a health hazard. Um, but then as I was trying to roll one handed, like the only position where I was actually like, able to be offensive in was like if i could close the guard because in open guard I, without a hand i just felt like i couldn't like track people as well and slow down the action enough to deal with them uh, and then by closing the guard i just felt like i had such a level of control even with just like the one hand um so then i was like hmm close guard this feels kind of good uh, and then when i did get my second hand back i felt uh then it really turned up the heat in close guard <laughs> so i guess it's true that if you do get injured you can still get better while you're hurt <laughs> Yeah, especially if you don't mind having a stinky arm for yeah. uh, six weeks. <laughs> well, Brianna, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. We can't wait to watch you compete at the Brasileros. Do you have anything else you wanted to say or anyone you wanted to thank before we wrap it up? Uh, I mean, just as usual, like shout out to everyone back home uh, who helps me do what I do. Um, it really does take like an, a village to raise an athlete is what I really uh, feel. So uh, thank you guys all back home to my coaches, my teammates. And, and yeah, thanks for having me on to chat today. I hope that I hope that this is uh it turns out to be like justified hype up you know <laughs> we'll see we'll see and even if i fall flat on my face i'll get back up and i'll try again next year guys <laughs> awesome well thank you again brianna you guys can watch her compete at the 2023 brasileros exclusively on flow grappling starts april 29th runs through may 7th thanks again for watching everyone and we'll see you guys soon take care thank you for listening to the ibjjf podcast be sure to head over to ibjjf.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show.